Well, hello and welcome to our Christmas weekend service for LifePoint Church. My name is Mike Burnett. I'm honored to serve as the lead pastor of our church. What an amazing time of worship we had this morning. I'm so thankful for Pastor Elmer and the amazing team that leads us in worship every week. Hey, if you're new with us, I want to say welcome and thank you. If you would do me a favor and either connect with us online through our website at lifepointchurch.tv or if you would text the letters LPC to the number 31996. We want to just simply follow up with you to say welcome and introduce you to some next steps. Well, we are at the last Sunday of 2021. Can you believe this year has finally come to an end and we're looking forward into 2022? I, I'm the type of person, I always like to look ahead and plan for what's next and, and what things do I need to put into place to have a better next year. Well, Every year, I've, for about 20 years, I've preached some kind of a message at the new year about establishing some extreme change uh, habits or practices or, or expectations for the next year. And a lot of us set up New Year's resolutions. I tend to uh, have a lot of goals at the, at the beginning of a year, but usually by February or March, I shift the goals or I've just completely given up on the things that I thought I wanted to do as resolutions. But what if we allowed God to be a part of speaking into the changes that he wants to see in our lives this coming year? So I used to call the message a New Year's revolution, but today I've decided I'm going to call this, we are ready for a fresh start. A few years ago, I had heard this statement and I love this sentiment. I use it with our team and with my family. Nothing will change until something changes. Nothing's going to change until something actually changes. I've heard it said the definition of insanity is doing the same things but expecting different results. Well, for some of us, we've been living through a pattern of habits and spiritual disciplines and practices that they've kind of gotten us to a certain place, but maybe they've left us kind of flat and we need a season of growth and we need to have some change in our lives. So this year, rather than establishing New Year's resolutions, let's have some revolutionary fresh start changes and ideas in our lives this year. As we get into this message, I'm going to give you a couple areas to write down some lists. In fact, if you don't have a way of taking notes, I want to encourage you, grab a notebook, grab a sheet of paper or something and write some notes down because I want to give you something to think about and pray about at the end of this message or later on throughout this week. But before we get there, I want to give us as a guiding verse for this talk in the book of Joshua chapter 3. Verse 5, Joshua is the, the, the leader of the nation of Israel after Moses, and they finally get to the edge of the wilderness, and they're looking over the water to see the promised land. And after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, Joshua gives them this statement in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. He says, consecrate yourselves, because tomorrow God will do wonders among you. I think it's really interesting as they stand at the edge of finally entering into the promised land. Joshua doesn't say, let's throw a huge party. Let's reminisce on everything that you know, has happened over the last 40 years. He says, before we go there, I want you to set yourself apart here. And I want you to look at the year 2022 as a going over there kind of a moment. Think about all the ways that God wants to do some great things in your life there. But the first step for you is to consecrate yourself here. And what does that word actually mean? To consecrate yourself means to set yourself apart, to sanctify yourself. And what it means is to say, you know what, I'm going to preserve myself from some things and for some things. In particular, we're going to preserve ourselves and consecrate ourselves unto God. And so as we end out 2021, I want you to think of a few areas where you might set yourself apart as you go into the next year and say, God, I want to see some extreme fresh start changes in my life next year, areas that we're going to talk about in just a moment. So as we get into this time for change, and I'm going to give you these lists, I want to, I want to say, uh, again, remember what I said, nothing will change until something changes. There's something about the Lord that we serve, though, that He wants to be involved in this change. I, I preached recently at a school in Minnesota 
uh, out of the book of Revelation in chapter 3, where Jesus has that famous passage, here I stand at the door and knock. If anyone lets me in, I'll come in with them and I'll, I'll dine with them and he'll live with me and I'll live with them. And a lot of times we've preached that message as this salvation text where Jesus is knocking on the door of people's hearts and he wants to come into their lives. And we know that to be true, but actually what Jesus uh, is saying in this text uh, in the context in Revelation 3, he's challenging the folks at the church of Laodicea. He said, you guys have grown lukewarm in your devotion to me. And he says, I want you to be really useful for the kingdom. I want you to be super hot or refreshingly cool and cold for the kingdom's sake. And he said, here, I'm standing at the door. I want to come in and help you be passionate and useful for me again. So what if we looked at turning into 2022 as an opportunity for Jesus himself to help us grow in our fresh start devotions to the Lord. In Luke chapter nine, verse 23 through 26, Jesus has this really famous passage. He says, if anyone wants to come after me, that is follow me or be my disciple, be a Christian, right? Let that person deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow after me. For whoever would save his life or preserve his life or keep their own habits and practices and like keep it their own way, whoever saves their, their life will actually lose it. But Whoever loses his late life for my sake, Jesus said, will actually have salvation. Jesus had this all or nothing view of salvation, of living for him, of being devoted to him, of following him, where there was no variance. We, he's not going to play second place in, in our lives as Christ followers, right? So numerous times his disciples would even mention how hard it was to go all in with him, but that's still what he expects. And I love, again, the heart of Jesus where he says, hey, I'm with you. I'm standing at the door knocking, saying, let me come in. And let me be a part of this. So as we consecrate ourselves to the Lord, believing that 2022 will be a better year for us and a fresh start year for us, I want to remind you, it's not you doing it in your own strength. It's through the Holy Spirit. It's God himself saying, I'm here. I want to be a part of this. And I want to help you grow in full devotion to Jesus. So let me challenge you to consider where you need a fresh start. Don't get bogged down in long lists or unending goals or resolutions. It's not, it's not always realistic. But today, I want us to look at a few areas to consider where we need a fresh start. And actually, like I said, write these things down, take good notes, and then when this message is over, spend some time as your family or your small group or with those that are gathered with you watching this and just say, hey, Lord, let, let's pray over these lists and say, God, what is one, two, or three areas that Pastor Mike talked about that I want to grow and having and set myself apart to have a fresh start next year? The first one is probably my favorite. It's that we would have a fresh devotional life. When I talk about devotional life, I'm talking spiritual formation, your prayer reading, your Bible reading, worship, fasting, church attendance, all of this stuff needs to just be refreshed. In fact, if you anticipate just living kind of the stale, stagnant pattern of what you've had last year, then, then you'll probably get the same results that you had last year. And for some of us, that was really good. But what if we all just dialed it up a notch this coming year. Spiritual formation is kind of the general term that we use for how you develop your walk with God, your devotion life, your commitment to personal connection to God. I've never met a Christian who says, I'm exactly where I want to be with God. Never. I've never met a Christian who said that. In fact, I've met many believers who said, man, I know I need to get better in my prayer life. I know I need to read the Bible more. I know I need to get in church more. The scripture tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that our faith is built by hearing the word of God, spending time in the scripture. Again, in Jude chapter one, which is only one chapter long, verse 20, it says faith is grown through prayer, praying the will of, the, of God, praying in the spirit. We see in Romans 12 verses one and two that it's through prayer, delighting in the presence of God and letting God's word and God's church train the way we think that we can actually be transformed in this world and we can know 
and know and prove God's will and the desires of his heart. The scripture tells us fasting is a means of connecting to God. In fact, we're starting a 21-day fast starting January 1st, 21 days of fasting and prayer. And fasting is a way of you connecting to God and disciplining your body to draw close to him through prayer. The scripture also tells us that Christians gather weekly together to pray, to, to break bread with one another, to serve one another, and to have fellowship. And so church attendance is part of the life of the Christian. And so this year, as you think about your fresh start, Consider, if you would, an overhaul in this area of your life in 2022. Get on a Bible reading plan. Get, if you have a smartphone, there's an app for that, I promise you. If you have on our website, we've got our, our 90-day New Testament plan. We also have a new 90 days uh, through the, the four Gospels, where you actually read all four Gospels three times in three months. I think it's a really, really pivotal reading plan for us to get to know Jesus, the heart of the Gospels, and life as a Christian. I wanna encourage you, join us for 21 days of fasting and prayer. Don't just pray and don't just abstain from Netflix or Facebook. That's probably a good idea too. But I mean fasting, like close your mouth, give up coffee for three weeks or give up a meal a day. Or maybe if you do like me, you're gonna give up all food for three weeks, 21 days. By the way, we are partnering again with Convoy of Hope and churches now around the country partnering our 21-day fast to bring clean drinking water to children and families around the world. You'll hear much more about that as we continue in the next few weeks. Remember what I said, nothing will change until something changes. So the first area is just fresh spiritual devotional life. The second one is what if we have some refreshed or fresh giving habits. If you know me at all, you know that this is an area of passion for me as a pastor, and I love to not only teach on this, but lead the way in this. My wife and I have just committed to a life of generosity, open-handed living for the Lord. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it and everyone in it. And so you belong to God and everything you have is actually the Lord's. Everything you don't have, God has it given to you. So the scriptural view of having things and money and schedules and everything else is that we are stewards. That is, we're managers of what the Lord owns. The biblical view of stewarding and managing is that the Lord has entrusted to us his resources, his money, his talents, his gifts, and we manage those in a way that brings honor to God. Throughout the scripture, we see that the first gift of, of us back to the Lord, obviously we give him our lives, we give him our talents and abilities, but financially we bring 10% of what God has given to us. We bring it back to the Lord and we bring it through the church. Jesus told us in the gospels to continue the practice of tithing and also uh, be kind in the process of being a tither, right? That's in Matthew's gospel. It's the only area of our devotion life that God gives us permission to test him. In Malachi chapter three, he says, test me in this area of tithing and see if I won't, God says, pour out so much blessing until all of your needs are met. So I wanna encourage you, if you can, to work on a plan to live on a budget. How many of you know a plan is a good thing? Come on. Uh, I love the famous quote from the great theologian, uh, is it Murdoch from the A-Team? I love it when a plan comes together. I wanna encourage you to work towards paying down your debts. The scripture tells us that the borrower is the slave to the lender. And as fast as you can, work towards getting out of debt. This will honor God. I wanna encourage you to plan for purchases and save money. The scripture says that a wise person has stores. They have savings, they have margins, and a fool spends everything they have. Man, I wanna encourage you to become a generous giver 
become a tither, become a big tipper, become a, a giver to projects and ministry opportunities and be generous to your kids and your neighbors. I just want to encourage you in these areas that we would have a fresh start when it comes to generous habits. The Lord promises to bless us as we honor him in this area of finances. In fact, God said it, like I said earlier in Malachi 3, I will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing bigger than you can receive until there's no need left in your life. I just, I don't know about you, but I just, I want to see God's hand of blessing on the needs of my life. So the third area I want to challenge you with is to become a fresh start servant. This is one area of our lives that truly excites me as a pastor, but even more so as a Christian. I'm amazed by what God has already been doing through our church, whether through our Next Steps class or our current dream team. But I'm telling you this, listen, I know and I believe with all my heart there is room for more of us to step into serving other people. Jesus himself said, I didn't come here to be served, to sit on some throne and have somebody feed me grapes and fan me all the time. Jesus said, I have come to serve. As you read the New Testament, we see people devoted to Jesus, followers of the Lord, and part of their devotion was over the top serving other people, serving through preaching, through ministry, through feeding, through giving uh, finances to one another, and through doing life together. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, we see that they were devoted to these practices together. 1 Peter chapter 4, Peter the apostle says, as each one of you has received a gift, a gift from God, some talent, some ability, some skill, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. Man, you have a grace on your life and you have abilities that God's given you. And maybe you've never thought that your accounting abilities would be beneficial to the body of Christ. Of course they are. Maybe you've never thought that your your ability to teach or to like your kindness to other people would be useful in the body of Christ. I'm telling you, this is the year to let us help you discover how God's wired you and let's have a fresh start on serving other people. What if this was the year that we got serious about serving at our church and serving people in our community, not just at LifePoint Church, but here in our city or our cities, no matter what city you're living in, this is the year that we would get serious about serving others. I want to encourage you, join our Next Steps class. It happens every Sunday. It's available online and jump onto a dream team and let's have a fresh start with serving others. You know, since the pandemic hit, uh, churches all across the country have experienced this where folks that were serving on their teams have taken a break or said, hey, I need to focus on family or health. And what really happened is we got out of rhythm of serving others and that rhythm became our new habit. So I want to encourage you to have a fresh start on serving people. And for some of you, it's a fresh restart of serving people. The fourth area that I want to give you really quickly, and then we'll close. What if we have a fresh heart for this house? And when I talk about this house, I'm talking about your church. You know, we talk a lot in leadership about the mission of our church, which is to lead people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. We talk about the vision of our church, which is how we do that, which is through weekend services and small groups, our Next Steps class, and helping people serve others on teams. But one of the overarching things that we talk about a lot as leaders of our church is the values that direct who we are and how we do life together. So I wanna introduce the seven value statements that we live by and we lead by as a team at your church, this house, LifePoint Church. Write these down, I'll give them to you quickly. And again, I want you to pray about these values that we live by and lead by as a church. The first one is we love God. Man, everything we do is because we love Jesus. We, we believe he died for our sin. We believe that he uh, resurrected from the dead and that because he loves us, 
we love him and we live our lives and we lead this church out of an overflow of a love and devotion for God. The second one we say, we love people. Man, you can't love God well without loving people. And how many of you know people are, they come in all shapes, sizes, forms, habits, practices, backgrounds. We don't care how you get here. We're so glad you're here and we love people. We treat people with kindness. We forgive. We confront. We, we resolve conflict. We don't gossip and malign one another. We just love people. I want to encourage you to grow this year in your love for people. The third value statement we say a lot, we choose joy. If you've been around here for more than one Sunday, you know we love to laugh. I love to tell stupid jokes as a pastor, and I'm so thankful that you guys humor me with, the, with laughter, with my goofiness. But as a team, we just choose joy. How many of you know joy Joy can sometimes be very hard to come by, especially in the world we're living in. It seems like so much is stressful, but we make a choice to, to be joyful and to, to walk with a confidence that God is in control and we can laugh and we can be kind and loving to others. So we choose joy. Our fourth value statement, we say we grow intentionally. I think it's part of our discipleship is that we grow as followers of Jesus, as learners of Christ and his way. And we grow intentionally. We take correction. We hear the word taught as, it's, as it was written and, and as it is given to us. And we let God shape us and change us. Recently, just this fall, in 2021, we had some things that, that happened in our, in our nation and things that even happened in our church that, that created some rub and some friction. And we had the choice, you know, am I going to bail out or am I going to listen and learn and grow? Man, we talk about that a lot as a team. We look at conversations as, as opportunities to grow. We look at conflict as opportunities to grow. We read a lot. We study a lot. We learn a lot. We grow intentionally. Our next value is that we love to develop leaders. We just think, man... What a pleasure it is that God would put people in this church and in our lives that have a next step. And we love developing people for who God's designed them to be. And we love helping you not only take your next step, but maybe it's get into our internship or maybe be discipled by someone or, or get the opportunity to speak for the very first time. We love to develop leaders. We have two more. Uh, the, the sixth one is we pursue excellence. We know that we'll never do anything perfectly, never. But we try to do things as excellently as possible. You may notice it just being a part of our church family or being around our building, but it's because you matter. It's because we want to reflect our love for God well, and we want to elevate our love for people well. So we pursue excellence. We want to do things well because people matter and because we want to honor God super well. And the last thing of our seven core value statements, we love to give generously. Man, we love to give over the top, extravagant generosity. And as God allows us with his resources, we want to stay on the front end of being a generous church. We find taking care of the needs of our church, taking care of the needs of our church family members, and then just randomly blessing people because we love to give generously, supporting missionaries and ministries and church planners. We can do that as a church corporately because you do it individually. We love to give generously. This is the language of this house. I wanna ask you, would you have a fresh start with a heart for the house that you are a part of, the heart for your church. We live and, and lead by these statements as pastors and leaders here. And I wanna invite you to embrace these comments, evaluate their place in your own Christianity and consider maybe adding to it or adding to it for your own family, but embodying these statements as we engage our church together. Would you embrace a fresh heart for your church? Now listen. My hope for this talk is not to make any of us feel condemned or like we're not measuring up. I just wanna, I wanna set some high bar of goals for you, but I didn't ask you to change everything. I gave you areas to consider and ask God, like what is one or two or three areas 
in my life that I need a fresh start? What's, what's some areas that if, if I can make two or three adjustments, man, it would make all the difference of the world. My hope is to motivate us and push some things towards having a fresh start in 2022. I know that I need some major changes in some of these areas. And so I invite you to walk through this with me this year. We need a fresh start. Our world needs a healthy and passionate and powered up and on fire church. And I want us to look at 2022 as the year that we invite Jesus who's knocking on the door of our church saying, hey, I'll come in and help be a part of this. That this is the year that we invite Jesus in to have great growth and a change as a church. So let me remind you what these areas are one more time. Ask the Lord, God, do I need fresh devotional life? I need to rehab my devotion life, my prayer life, Bible reading life, serving life, church life. Do I need fresh giving habits? Do I need to increase my generosity, Lord? Do I need to become a tither and a giver? Do I need fresh heart to serve other people? It's time to get on a team or get back on a team, right? Or start serving my neighbor in my, my school or my, my company. Fourth area, a fresh heart for the house, for our church. Man, I'm believing that God in 2022 will give us our best year ever as a church. I'm such an optimist when it comes to what God's doing in our church. I love what he's already done. And I always say, if, if what God's already done is indicative of anything, it's that he's gonna do something really cool next. I love you, LifePoint Church. I'm so thankful to God for you. I pray for you every day. My wife and I, Stephanie, we love serving you as pastors here and so does our entire team. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your Christmas weekend. I pray that this message challenges you, blesses you, and compels you to have a fresh start in 2022. Let me say a quick prayer for you, and we'll be done. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, that you are moving your people from glory to glory. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would move us as a church to have a fresh start in this next year. As you said in Joshua 3, verse 5, Lord, that we would consecrate ourselves, that God, we would make the choice to set ourselves apart right now, between now and the end of this year, because God, I believe next year you want to do amazing things in us and with us and through us. So Lord, we set ourselves apart to have, God, just a readiness for a fresh devotional life, a fresh generosity life, God, a fresh life of serving and doing for others and God, a fresh heart for your house. Lord, would you reveal to us maybe the one or two areas that we need to really focus on as we set ourselves apart for the next year and that God, that we would do it not on our own, but in community with our small groups and God, in community with our families and with our church. Lord, I love you. I'm so thankful for you. I pray for every person listening to this message that we would embrace our walk with God, that we would grow in our devotion to Jesus and that, Lord, 2022 would be the best year that we've ever had as followers of Christ. We love you. We trust you. We honor you. And we adore you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.